0: Hello, this is C. Montgomery Burns here on behalf of the
1: Canned Air Podcast to record a custom radio advertisement set to air following the Amos and Andy show.
2: Ah, sir, Amos and Andy have been off the air for over 50 years. I see. Well, then what's this Canned Air show even about? Comics and pop culture, sir. Comics, eh? Well, I've read my fair share of Mutt and Jeff. Actually, sir, they focus on more current independent and mainstream topics. On cannedairpodcast.com, you can watch movie trailers, check out past episodes, and even buy comics, movies,
1: and video games. I see. And where might one find this cannedairpodcast.com? Ah, uh, on the internet, sir. Very well, Smithers. Take me to this
2: internet. Well, It's not a place, sir. It's on a computer. Now, why is it gray? Smithers, release the hounds! Uh, go to cannedairpodcast.com.
3: Best website ever! You're listening to the Candare podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory!
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Cowie. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And joining us today, we have Cortland Ellis of the book Stab Gunner. Thanks for being with us.
3: Uh, thank you for having me.
1: Uh, we got a good show today. We're going to be talking about what's in store for the X-Men universe. We're going to be talking about uh, how Total Recall is seems to be coming <laughs> to life a little bit, right? Yep. <laughs> And after all that, we're going to talk with Cortland about his Kickstarter project for Stab Gunner. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps.
0: Recaps!
1: This week on the Recap Board, you didn't have anything, did you, Jack, for recaps? Uh, not really, other than a couple of
2: TV shows that are starting this week.
1: Oh, yeah, actually starting tonight, tonight yep. Monday the 22nd, which we'll have already aired. But yeah, Gotham. Gotham, yes. You a fan of uh, Batman, Cortland?
3: Yeah. Um, I actually don't read any of the comics, but I like the character.
1: (laughs) You know, that's funny. I'm the exact same way. When it comes to the comics, it's hard (laughs) to find one of those variations to really get into.
3: I actually plan on reading the uh, Batman Eternal uh, series, but I haven't gotten to it yet. I'll probably wait until it's all done, if it's not already.
1: Now, I was told that's the one to get in on. After What was the one where the Joker's face was pulled off? Death 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 of the Family. I think. Yes. I wanted to read that. Then that was the like go to story at when it was running, but I think now I heard Eternal is the one you want to be reading. I almost bought that this
2: weekend. Did you? Yeah. Agents of Shield starts tomorrow night.
1: Tomorrow night at nine o'clock, yes, yes. I'm excited. Did you watch that show at all, Cortland?
3: I watched the episode that came out after Captain America. There we go. Because it tied in.
1: <laughs> I love that. I wasn't big on the Thor tie-in, but yeah. after Captain America, yeah, that shit hit the fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the only recaps I have this week are both uh, X-Men related. First being Wolverine 3 is on the horizon, and it uh, looks like they do have a date slated for it. March 3rd, 2017. Uh, Hugh Jackman hasn't officially signed on, but he has expressed much interest in the project and says that after that movie, he'll be done with the character. Yeah.
2: Are you sad, Jeff? I'm sad because Hugh Jackman's going to be gone, not the stories. Not the stories?
1: (laughs) They'll still make X-Men movies after he's gone. They'll either recast Wolverine or make the story without him. Maybe they'll kill him like they did in the books now. I doubt it. Probably not, but yeah,
2: I mean, that'd be a good uh, route to take. They haven't but. killed him, yeah. No, he's on the way to being dead, though.
1: Yeah, he's almost there. Yeah. All right, and the other thing I have is uh, the X-Men Days of Future Past DVD, Blu-ray, and digital download have release dates September 23rd for the digital download and for the DVD and Blu-ray, October 14th, and... It said there's supposed to be a special edition released in two thousand fifteen, so I'm assuming this is gonna be the version where we get the Anna Pack cutscenes cut scenes and maybe an alternate ending, I think they said is gonna be in there. Hmm. So
2: I was gonna ask if there's any special special things on it.
1: Uh, well we uh, talked about that a couple episodes ago. It was the whole kitchen scene with Quicksilver, they're gonna oh, dissect that's that. Right, yeah. Yeah, and then that's there right was either. the like the Magneto on Magneto or what was it? Where they compare the older and the younger <laughs> generation. <sounds>
2: dirty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all I have on those two things. Just more mentions than recaps. But you guys have anything else? Uh, later on, Fraxpin. That'll do it for recaps.
0: Recap it!
1: All right. With that, let's jump into the rumor mill.
2: The rumors! Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah.
1: Jack, I have something here that says Aquaman. Uh, yeah, he
2: was actually in Man of Steel. All right. Nobody saw him, but he was there. Is that right? Yeah, back when uh, Clark was on the oil rig and he saved all those guys, he looked yeah. all wolverine because he was yeah. all furry. Well, when he... <laughs> furry. Yeah. <laughs> when he fell in the water, it was unconscious, and then two whales end up grabbing him and bringing him up to up to the surface. Okay, apparently Aquaman commanded those whales to save him.
0: <laughs> Go get them,
1: guys. <laughs> All you hear is No. I really don't remember it. I don't really yeah, I don't really much remember the whale part, but uh, I just, you know, would chop it up on whale's good nature. I mean, aren't whales and dolphins supposed to be like that with or without Aquaman? I know some guy
2: recently had a Uh, His boat sank or something like that And pretty much all that kept him alive Was a dolphin that was hanging around Really? Yeah So why not a whale? No no scene establishing this connection has been released But Zack Snyder apparently says That the link will be confirmed in Batman v Superman Oh (laughs) jeez It'll be just like we talked about before Aquaman will come over Yeah, I saved you And then he'll turn around and they'll be like Who was that?
1: Oh, poor Aquaman! <laughs> you a fan of Aquaman, Cortland?
3: Uh, not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he has to be boring, but I, I mean, I'm always open. I try to
1: be. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah, I can't get into <laughs> Aquaman. It's hard
2: to relate to. Anyway, unless you like swimming.
1: Well, I love swimming. I'd live in the swimming pool if I could, but, um, yeah, that doesn't make me an Aquaman fan. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else on that?
2: No, that's it.
1: All right. Uh, You also have something on Channing Tatum? X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Apparently
2: they're going to bring back a lot of the old cast. Magneto, Professor X, Beast, and um, what's her name? Mystique. Oh, what's her name? But uh, I guess they're, gonna, they're more than likely they're going to recast in uh, Jean, Grey, Storm, and Cyclops just because it's earlier, 15 years earlier than the first X-Men movie, which makes sense. It's rumored that uh, Channing Tatum will show up as Gambit.
1: I feel like <laughs> this actually came
2: up before, didn't it? Just that it was confirmed that he was going to be in Gambit, not if it was oh, going to be an X-Men
1: or a standalone. That's right. Okay. What's wrong, Jeff? <laughs> You're just shaking your head silent. What's, what's wrong? I don't know, it's just hard to picture it. I think, think he'd be good. It? No. He Why said, not? He said he could do it for real. <laughs> it's
2: hard to argue with He took with a that selfie it. with it,
1: too. I'm cereal. Well, I'm slow. I'm cereal.
2: <laughs> Super cereal, guys. I could do it.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. You just, I just think you have a constant hatred for X Men. You're not willing to give anything new a chance. He likes the books, but hates the movies. Yeah, <laughs> the movies, the X Men movies.
2: Well, I mean, Gambit was one of my favorite characters back when I was younger. I actually had a whole,
1: I mean, series when they actually just had Gambit. I would feel you would be so excited to see another version of Gambit after Origins. Is Shannon Tatum. What's
2: wrong with Shannon <laughs> Tatum?
1: I just, when you look at him, I was, he just doesn't look like he's Gambit. Magic well, Mike. That's what makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you, so. You think if he didn't have Magic Mike on his uh, on his Wikipedia page, that it'd be more acceptable? No. What I'm saying is, like, the face that he makes makes it not worth watching for a Gambit. The face that he makes. Yeah. Which one? I don't,
2: it kind of looks like a squished baby doll's face. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> he looks like a Ken doll. I don't know how to explain it really.
3: I guess it's true. I, I kind of can't imagine his voice as Gambit's voice. Really? Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. See? So it's two <laughs> on two here. He he'd prove himself. Yeah. I'm willing to give him a chance after X Men Origins. That Gambit was not good. Not that it was that guy's fault. I just think it was written badly. Yeah. I don't know. After seeing. What was that? What did I see him in? 21 Jump Street. There was something else mm-hmm. I watched him in. I don't remember what it was. But he was really good. I think he could do it. I think he could probably do Colossus. I could see might, uh, Oh, yeah. That sounds better. It <laughs> yeah, has the look. <laughs> yeah, that might be a little bit better fit. This picture is a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jack's holding up a picture of Magic Mike next to Gambit for comparison. And, uh... It's uncanny. Again, you're going (laughs) off the stripper outfit. That's
2: the first thing that was pulled up.
1: Look at at Gambit, how ripped he is. Yeah. Magic Mike has a tie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I guess we'll just
2: have to agree to disagree here. Mm. we'll save this this uh, picture to put on the website
1: Jeff and Cortland I think you both will be pleasantly surprised by what you see I could be wrong and I'll eat my I words so. if I am oh well <laughs> alright so bad hey, that one he's even got the hair going oh lord <laughs> <laughs> well
2: we'll see yeah uh, I guess Wolverine is it gonna be in Age of Apocalypse with Hugh Jackman but I don't know how that's gonna work cause wait, wait what yeah no, he is going to be an apocalypse. How he's old. They're gonna be young him? cast and then when they met uh, him the first time in the first movie, it's not gonna coincide with this one.
3: Wolverine's always been old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Plus you have <laughs> Hollywood effects and like makeup and whatnot. I mean, think of uh, what was it, Last Stand, X Men Last Stand. Very opening scene when Ian McCallan and Patrick Stewart are going to see Jean Grey as a child at her home. When Patrick Stewart gets out of the car, man He looks young Yeah, they did I mean, they made the years melt off that dude's face Well, so
2: did Ian McKellen He looked a lot younger, too And he's even older looking than Patrick Stewart Oh, yeah
1: But it it was so much more noticeable in Patrick Stewart for me Mm -hmm. They could do it And besides that In in Days of Future Past They made Hugh Jackman look a lot older than he actually is, too For the part Well, that's true, I guess I think it's
2: coming out, what, next year? Or is that 2016?
1: 2016 Probably in May That'll do it for the Rumor Mill. The
2: Rumors! Can't get away from the Rumor Mill. Yeah. Yeah. Rumors!
1: All right. So uh, before we jump into our uh, comic conversation, we were lucky enough this past Saturday, the 20th of September, to be invited down to the Cincinnati Comic Expo and we got fancy schmancy press passes that got us all, through the, all the nooks and crannies that other people can't go. It was yeah. a lot of fun. We got to feel like rock stars for a little bit. But, um, yeah, we had a hell of a good time. So many cosplayers were out there. A lot uh, of good ones. Many good ones, Not yeah. A,
2: the bad ones were supposed to be bad, I think.
1: <laughs> I, saw, I saw a Batman <laughs> whose head was painted on a cardboard box just yeah. over his head. <laughs> that was funny. But uh, the Dr. Zayas was amazing. Didn't you say you saw an alien? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, from the movie Aliens. Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have caught thing that. Looked real. Favorite parts of the con, guys? I don't know, all of it. Talking to, talking to all the artists, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the artists were the really cool to talk to. I mean, just get, uh, just get something new in your hand other than what's already out there and what we've been reading actually the donut sandwich was the best <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah tom and chi the uh what's their claim to fame they were on shark tank and they had a restaurant with like uh like grilled cheese and some kind of yeah new deal grilled cheese and soup right and they had a they had a booth set up there with this uh what were weapon they calling x. It? weapon x the, yeah the weapon x the weapon x which was a glazed donut Cut in half, and you'll have to help me. We had... marzipan, marzipan cheese, uh, bacon, bacon, and potato chips. But potato <laughs> chips.
2: Barbecue potato
1: chips. Sandwiched in a grilled glazed donut. And the cheese had, what, uh, maple syrup in it, too? Yeah. 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 My wow. teeth were, like begging to jump out of my head. It was so fucking rich. It was very sweet. Instant sugar headache. It's like, what am I supposed to be experiencing right now? I, I got bacon and uh, glazed donut in my mouth at the same time. I like all, well, I don't know about the cheese, but I like all those
2: parts, but not together like that.
1: Yeah. I like everything, yeah. It's uh, like breakfast,
2: snack, meat. I don't know. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to try out the restaurant when they open in Columbus here. But, uh, yeah, as far as that little donut thing went, it wasn't the most pleasurable (laughs) experience. (laughs) But, hey, we tried it. Yeah. it was just awesome. I, it's always sensory overload going to Comic-Con, that, like, first hour in there. Because everywhere you look, there's, like, ten things that you just don't want to stop looking at. But a lap it. I don't know how many times to sit there and look and see it. One time. <laughs> we were Do I want that? Do I want that? We were Do just a that? bunch of fingers pointing the whole time. Like,
0: oh, look. Oh, oh shit, look. look.
1: <laughs> but it was an awesome time. And uh, one thing we got to sit on, too, was the Henry Winkler panel. That was a lot of fun. He uh, had a lot of interesting things to say. I really enjoyed listening. To that, I was super excited. I got to meet Julie Newmar Catwoman and get a few pictures and autograph with her. The original Catwoman, the original, yeah, the very first, yeah, Catwoman. You got some, well, you both got some uh customized artwork, right?
2: I didn't get any customized. Well, it, it's it, he didn't do it there, but it was his prints. Oh, that's right, of some good, yeah, flash, reverse flash, and uh, Shazam, yeah, those look sweet. What about you, Jeff? um it was an artist that i seen years ago on deviantart i finally got to meet her in person I, I still don't know how to say her name but it's n-e-n or nin i think it is you would pronounce that nen nen <laughs> <laughs> i don't know ned <laughs> my little pony girl no no that's that's for my wife it was uh i can't remember her name you watch my little pony Every day He's a brony <laughs> Yeah, yeah so sure so <laughs> I, I'm actually not I'm
1: avoiding that show I get addicted to things Very easily You You are afraid You will get addicted to him I am afraid I will get addicted oh, to him Oh Jeffrey it. I am scared <laughs> I just want to tussle your hair Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Look at what um, happened with uh, Powerpuff Girls I got addicted to that That was hilarious I can't share your love there I, I was never a uh, PPG fan <laughs> so, so you gotta watch it man yeah. one episode. I'm just gonna take your word for it Jeffrey
2: <laughs> You know I was gonna get uh, the autograph for the Black Ranger But every time I went by I did not see him there
1: He was spotty in and out of there Yeah, And I, I kept feel hearing like he his had name over the something. intercom But every
2: time I walked by I'd see he put the uh, suit on Nuh-uh. Yeah, that's what they were talking about. He's walking around. You're just making shit up again now. Aren't <laughs> no. Right? no, remember like when you guys I, I kind of strayed away from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. you put the suit on. Well, son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> he was actually there with the suit, and the helmet was bigger than the suit. You had a camera in your hand, right? Yeah, that's
2: what I thought. <laughs> I couldn't get it ready because my hands were full. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You got a backpack. That was very hard to get into for some reason. It was so crowded. Yeah, it was. That's probably my it. Own was very outside. crowded. I mean, we went Saturday midday, so what do you expect? But um, yeah, it was a hell of a good time. Who else was there? The Green Rangers, uh, Tom or Jason, Jason David, David Frank, Frank yeah. Lou Ferrigno. The three Boba Fett's were there. The Eighth Doctor. The Eighth Doctor. Woo.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff. Lord there. of the Rings a guy from Lord of the Rings. I didn't see him. I saw him real quick. Did you? Yeah. I didn't see Julie. Stiles. I didn't see her there the whole time. Yeah. Uh, what's her name from uh, uh, Firefly? Some lady and a guy was there. What was that?
1: I wouldn't yeah. know her if I saw her. She could be selling me something. I wouldn't know. She's I'd... hot. She's so hot. You're a hot girl. You must be from that show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yeah, we had a hell of a good time, and uh, Brooke Johnson, my gal, went along with us, and she took so many great pictures that we are now compiling into a comic book, so we're going to have that on our website, uh, I'd say probably in about a week, maybe?
2: It'll be a whole comic, comic expo page, basically.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a, oh, you're saying on the website? Yeah, yeah, the website will have it. Okay, cool, and then on there we'll have the, the PDF for the comic book? Yep. Sweet. So yeah, you can download it, print it if you feel so inclined, but uh, at least check it out, see what we got to see. Alright, you guys want to talk some comics? Sure. And now, Comic Talk with Canned Air. Alright. Who wants to go first this week? Okay, Cricket, you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll kick it off here. <clears throat> uh, at the Expo, we got to catch up with David Brown, uh, Fifth Dimension Comics and creator of Obscura. We had talked about Obscura. How many episodes ago was that? Oh, I don't know. It was six well, or eight. Yeah, something like that. And uh, Obscura was a book of, it was kind of like like Tales of the Crypt or something. You mm-hmm. have a host who introduces you, or excuse me, who uh, welcomes you in the beginning, tells you the three stories that you're going to be, reading on and then you you know read through the stories uh really enjoyed the first one so when we met up with him at the expo i had to pick up volume two and it was a good read i was so glad that he had when i found out volume two was going to be there i got excited
2: yeah i was like yes i'm gonna go get it i love the cover too is the uh the creepy guy under the cover again he is is
1: yes he's right there (laughs) and he was uh also nice enough to sign this comic book for me too this and volume one but there are three stories, uh, Patient Clem, the Gifted, and Automations. And um, I don't want to go too in detail about what they are. I don't want to ruin them. But the, the first one was really good about... Uh, see, now I want to sit here and just tell you all about it. <laughs> I'll give a little bit of detail. Okay. <laughs> the first story was about... Uh, which one was that? Patient Clem, a little girl who drowns in a river... And then uh, her body ends up floating away. And oh, you
2: told me about it. Ugh.
1: Yes, and a uh, another little girl who's looking for a friend <laughs> finds the body, and that's one long... plus one equals two. Yeah. So that's all I'll say about that one. The second story. <laughs> it's twisted, isn't it? <laughs> the second story, gifted. This one was uh, very interesting. And I'm just going to give you a couple words here. Giant lizard in the city. Being fought off by a giant baby, baby, yes, a <laughs> baby. Yeah, it was really cool. And then at the end, automations is a, uh, it's more serious tone. Just talks about uh, us as humans, where we're going. It was a very good book. I totally advise checking it out. And actually, we can probably throw it on, on our website, right?
2: I don't know if he has it to sell through Amazon or not. So oh, not I don't think issue one is. Okay.
1: Well, we'll make a link or something available for you guys to check it out or head over to Fifth Dimension Comics and look at it. I strongly recommend it. Who's next? I'll go next. All right. Mine is kind of hard to explain
2: because I bought, well, I bought, uh, what was it, Volume 3. It's an image comic called The Mice Templars. Yes. And the, I think she was the illustrator. Mm-hmm. We were talking to She gave kind of a quick rundown Of the story Basically I think it's a, a story of Rats against mice And a bunch of like On the rats team is a bunch of Like night night animals Sure And on the other side is the light animals But it's a It almost seemed like it was kind of like A Lord of the Rings type story Just done with like mice and rats and stuff Yep yeah, It also reminded me of uh, The Secret of Nim. If you guys ever see that movie It was an old 80's movie Sounds familiar but I don't think I've ever seen it Really good movie But uh, she gave me I, gave, I got a volume 2 It was recommended And I it's a couple hundred pages So I didn't even crack that one open yet But she also gave me issue number 12 of volume 4 Which is a huge battle between Both of the, the mice and the rats And the whole book is nothing but like She was talking about when they were drawing it It was like a 26 page spread Of a huge Just a huge battle so you just see the battle between both armies, and the the palat or not the paladins, the templars. They end up getting like owls on their side to come down oh, and, and fight, and the evil, the rats side gets bats. And oh. they also have druids that are using death magic, and they're sacrificing their own team <sighs> to get more uh, more power, more death magic power because it strengthens strengthens sure. them, killing them. It, it looked like it was really good. Awesome. <laughs> the artwork's awesome in it it's, it's a, fantastic yeah. it really is I can't wait to read I'm gonna once I I'll go, I'll go over it again once I finish that book it's gonna take some time though because right. there's a lot to look at and I think it's a lot to read
1: the listeners really should have been there just to see our faces because this what was it do you remember her name off the top of your head
2: Selena It's Guerrera
1: something Selena yeah something Guerrera I Think. look inside Serena. Yes, yeah, Serena Guerrero. Oh, yes, she was telling us about the book and the story and everything as we we're all around her table. We were we were captivated, like uh, little four year olds being at story time at the library. Or she something. was very proud of it. Yeah, well, she should it was, be. Yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was very good, very good. And I want to read that sometime when you're not reading it. It looks really good. You know what threw me off about that book though was it looked like it was a kid's book. Mm. It was the Mice
2: Templar, right? And then. <laughs> It's so like you, this mouse And he's holding up a little sword Like, oh, look
1: at that it has then the when k- you go
2: into detail You're like, oh, right. Jesus
1: Well, it has the kind of artwork That you would expect to see Like in uh, like the children's book Like the Velveteen Rabbit Or something yeah. like that And I'm not saying that in a bad way it, The art is fantastic yeah, It sure it is, is yeah. A lot of time A lot of care went into it And I'm sure the story's just as good So, Reminded me of
2: Lord of the Rings Is the first book is Like with uh, What the heck was the name? Frodo It's like his whole beginning and how the the adventure is beginning. Oh, yeah. And the the second book is the the war. Third book is like them winning or the final wrap up of it. Sure. Even though they're coming out with the fourth issue or the fourth series is coming out like right now. Looks good, though. (laughs) (laughs) It looks good. (laughs) Damn trains. I I
1: know. I, I can't stop hearing the fucking thing. But yeah, Image Comics, The Mice Templars. So check it out. All right. It's now between Cortland and Jeff. Who's it going to be next? I'll do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got this one. All I don't, Jeffy.
2: I couldn't choose which one I wanted to talk about, so I'm going to talk about The Supreme Blue Rose Tell by, us by about Image Comics. It's very confusing at first, because I'm not too (laughs) sure what's actually going down. I've only bought the first issue. Um, From what I can understand, it's actually taking part of a reporter who takes a job on the side for a very high price and is investigating some kind of mysterious image. Um, She has some type of ability, from what I can understand, what she talks about is just blurs. And basically, whenever someone notices that she can notice this about them, it's very difficult to talk about on this thing, because... The way they throw you into it in the very first book, you have no clue what's going on. All you know is like she's a reporter. She's got a cool job or something like this on the side that she has to take care of. And she's investigating it. And then when they come down to towards the middle of the book, you actually see what she can investigate. And it's very difficult to see what it is, but you can kind of make out looks like a superhero. And in this world, it's supposed to be like a world where supervo- superheroes actually do not exist. Like, here. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like here. (laughs) Basically, she's like in the real world. (laughs) But she has like this ability to actually see things that some people don't see, like noticing like the smallest detail about something, or she'll see the face behind the mask kind of thing. Kind of like Grimm, the TV show? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just like you could see it. Like you don't, like me and you couldn't see this, but she can see it. And she's trying to investigate in the... She kept having these weird dreams in the very beginning of the book, which is what I don't mind talking about, where it's talking to her, and she, they're giving you little hints of what's going to happen in the next few pages of this book. And then the last thing that's said to her was, "I like, don't trust this certain man, which I will not speak of right now just because you got to read it. And guess what happens on the next page? And you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing was to me was, like, when it left off was just seeing the scene. Of what she's trying to investigate. And you just didn't know what's going on. Because there's like all this death and destruction around this area that they're talking about. And then it goes into an image and you see a superhero. And you're like, what is she doing? What is this really about? Because I don't know what's a dream and what's not real anymore. Mm -hmm. Just the way they explain it. So to me, it's something I want to go pick up and continue. So I would have more of a better review later on Mm -hmm. about this. But for the first issue, it got me in. It's like Shutter. Not like <laughs> Well, I mean Shudder, you threw me off with that one. I was like, That oh, sounds bad, but then after hearing what you said about it, I was like, Okay, I gotta read it now. Usually I'm not strayed wrong from picking up any image comics yet. That was my small temporary review on the issue one. Once I get to issue two or three, I'll probably talk to you guys about it more.
1: It looks good. I like the artwork on it. That's what caught me was that artwork. Understandably. All right. Well, that left one left, and that would be you, Cortland.
3: <laughs> I'm probably not going to have anything as interesting as you guys had. Um, I'm going to go with the comic that I read most recently, which was uh, a Marvel comic. It was the Edge of Spider-Verse issue two. Oh, oh I have oh,
1: that yeah. One. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love that. I've got to actually have a big <laughs> Spider-Verse poster on the wall right now.
3: That's a Glenn yeah. State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that one. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was an interesting little twist on Spider-Man, where Gwen Stacy becomes Spider-Woman because she's the one who's bit by the spider. But uh, she is bit- she's bitten, and she's going out with Peter Parker. But Peter Parker is jealous of her and becomes the uh, Lizard, or this universe's Lizard. No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) And he ends up uh, dying in a similar fashion to how Gwen Stacy died. And uh, in this universe, uh, Gwen Stacy's father didn't die. And he kind of plays the Uncle Ben role. But Uncle, really? P- he had it died. I don't want. I don't know if I want to spoil it for you guys. Is that no?
2: No, because I got to pick it up this week. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I'm so
1: glad you said that because over the weekend when I was researching for the show, I yeah. kept seeing things for Spider Verse come up. I was like, son of a
3: bitch! I'm so <laughs> far behind. Yeah, they have the uh they have the Noir Spider Man, which I haven't read yet. I think that was issue one of yeah. uh, the Spider Spider Verse, but. Yeah, I was I was really looking forward to the Gwen Stacy one, mostly because her outfit was awesome. But yeah, yeah was, it,
1: it had like a hood, right? Yep. Yeah,
3: yeah, and it was all white and had like purple accents. But uh, it ended up being a really good story too. So it was now,
1: that that was issue two, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's five of them that are going to be in the Edge of Spider Verse, I think.
3: Yeah. I was hoping for more, but.
1: Well, I mean, there will be the Edge of, and then that'll lead right into actual Spider Verse, yeah. I believe. But um, I saw some of the, and I don't know if these issues are out yet, but like issue three and four Spider Man, and uh, just the way they look, and they looked very robotic, and the one guy had instead of like a cloth, just mask pulls over like his spider helmet. It was it was a helmet, yeah. And he had uh, not only like the big eyes like the regular Spider-Man has, but he had smaller ones that went like yeah. up the back in our like back side of his head. Yeah, that that right there. That's this one. That's this
3: supposed week. to be the yeah. That's supposed to be number three, I think. I'm
1: gonna have to stop over there and get those. I forgot all about those. <laughs> I hate being
3: broke.
1: It's probably gonna be hard to get that Gwen Stacy one too.
2: Oh, I should
1: have put it on my pool list. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I already got it.
1: You got it already? No, it's it's in my pool. Oh, well, Aren't you special? Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to dig for that this weekend. Yeah. No, that wasn't boring at all. That was awesome. <laughs> we were hanging <laughs> on your every word. Heck yeah. It makes me think of uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man right now. A character by the name of Silk says, "Yeah, I've been loving the shit out of reading her. She's she's been really cool. She ends up going against Spider Woman, I think. Or she branches off into Spider Woman's story. I think so. One thing I oh, was really? in, I think it was the last issue of Amazing Spider-Man. The last one or the one before when uh, Peter Parker finds her and says, you know, hey, we got to get you an outfit. And she's like, what for? And she uses her webbing. Her webbing is her outfit. Oh, God. He's been like, why
3: didn't I think of that? (laughs) (laughs) There's been about two issues since then, but I haven't caught up with them. I saw that. I read that issue. I read all the ones up until that one.
1: It's just been great, a great merger from Superior back into Amazing. Yeah, I'm so behind on all of them. Here. Yeah, they're they're good. Stay,
3: you, I do miss stay Superior there, though. He does have I'm that Spider Verse go thing going on right now. Uh, they're, they're releasing new new issues with Superior with, with uh, basically looking for all of the different Spider Men and Women. Trying to take down uh, whoever the Spider-Hunter is, I think.
1: Right, he's jumping between dimensions, taking out the Spider-Man in each
3: dimension. Yeah.
1: It, it looks so freaking good. I, oh, I need to catch up. I've been
3: lazy. Same here. There was uh, issue 33 of Superior Spider-Man just came out recently.
1: Now, that's when uh, from when he blacked out or something in the original run, right? Yeah. yeah. Like what, what actually happened to him? Now, is that the first one to come out of the the Spider-Verse? Second one. Okay. I've got the first one. I've read it, and it was awesome. I haven't seen the second one yet. Good comic chat, fellas. And with that, let's move right into...
4: Real World
2: Heroes!
1: Jack, who do we have this week? Elaine
2: Johnson, second grade school teacher from Carmichael, California. And what has Elaine Johnson done to deserve a spot on
1: our wall of justice?
2: Back in 2012, she rescued two students from a burning car. Apparently, someone in an SUV hit a speed bump, which was pulling into the school parking lot, and for some reason, it just ignited. No shit. I guess the fuel was just pouring out of it, gas or flames just spewing out up from the sides and everything. So she was the first one to respond. Ran over. Um, four other people ended up helping her. But she was able to save the, the guy in the car and two little boy and little girl. That's incredible. And according to the, the kids' doctors, if she would have waited 30 more seconds, uh, the students would have had about a 3% chance to live. So I guess it, it like went up pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, I see. Wow.
1: I've seen actually a vehicle just ignite out of nowhere. Back when I worked at the record store years ago, that guy pulled in a little S10 pickup truck. Parked it out front, came in and started shopping. <laughs> Next thing you know, <laughs> out the front of the store, is just his truck engulfed in flames. And it just went up like that. Yep, I had a car that caught on fire in the middle of the road one day. Did
2: you? Yeah, I was driving. It was it was hot. It was hot that summer. And for some reason, when I drive my car, you could kind of smell gas fumes. Mm-hmm. And I was driving, driving to work. Um, it would overheat if I sat at a red light too long, too. So I was going to work, sitting at a red light, temperature gauge is going up and then all of a sudden I heard a couple, uh, like a pop and then I thought it was just like steam, like my radiator just blew, or a (laughs) hose blew my car, the car died so I was sitting there, got out trying to push it off to the side of the road and the guy that was sitting behind me was like, hey there's flames up underneath there, meanwhile I'm getting all the smoke in my face and man it was thick and hard, it was burning the shit out of my eyes, so I ended up standing back and then next thing you know uh, the fire department came up And hosed it down But yeah Within a few minutes My whole front windshield Was just melted in Oh my god Yeah it was terrible (laughs) What kind of car was this? I can't remember what it was It was a little Little uh Like little small Four door sedan Kind of like the old Not
1: escorts But uh Cavaliers used to look like Little boxy car Wow Was it Bonneville? I'm gonna call a taxi To work tomorrow After all this conversation
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was a real small Intersection Like in a little Old town area And that whole Neighborhood was just A big (laughs) plume of white smoke because of me how <laughs> oh, scary that would be yeah but after all this nobody was hurt custodian a couple other people grabbed a couple fire extinguishers and were able to put the car out before the fire department got there
1: incredible i'd like to think i could rush up on a uh, burning car to pull out some children but you never know when you're in the moment i mean at the same time be like it's going to explode it's going to explode it's going to explode in my Just face like the movies right exactly I think that was an act of heroism that everyone could pull off. So for that, Elaine Johnson, you have found a spot on our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. So thank you for your efforts. All right. With that, let's move into some stories we have here. Jack, you have someone on Deadpool.
2: So after San Diego Comic-Con, not too long after it, actually, there was the leaked footage of the Deadpool, Deadpool test footage, pretty much. Right. Oh, Did yeah. you see it? You saw it? that, yeah. And then about a week after... It disappeared like they started pulling it like a, a good high def one showed up because the other one was like a screen, a, a, a video of a screen, something different than what we've already seen. It was the same. But like, you know, at the very end when he's doing the big roll yeah, the yeah, flip, yeah. and he holds up the piece of paper and you couldn't see what it was because it was kind of washed out. Well, Deadpool was holding a crayon drawing of him cutting off that dude's head, <laughs> showing him what he's going to do to him. Now Fox has Decide to go ahead with the movie, but it's not going to be that CG trailer thing we saw. This is going to be live action. Is it going to be live action? Mm-hmm. That's why I thought it was going to be all CG because
1: that was. No, what I read was that they have got Ryan Reynolds to play the role again, as he should. Yeah, he's got a smart mouth. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did shit. you ever watch a uh, two guys?
2: A girl in a pizza place. Oh yeah, that's okay. where I like him from. That's yeah, exactly. He was always a smartass in that too.
1: Holy shit, man! I forgot he was even in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's been a minute ago. Yeah, Halloween episode was my favorite one they did. I never I only caught it every once in a while, but uh, that was, he on, was the best part of the show. That was on like uh, on NBC, like at the same time, like uh, like Friends, in Seinfeld Friends. and Seinfeld were on TV. Yep. Damn. All right. But
2: what I ended up finding out that after they made everybody happy, that the movie was gonna, going to happen that they decided to come out and say it was going to be PG-13. Oh, Yeah. How are you going to do that? Aww. That's what everyone's pissed about.
1: Well, I, see, what I found was they were still up in the air about it. If it was, in fact, going to be a rated R movie, or maybe this part was just rumored, they have EW has confirmed that Fox has slotted February 12, 2016, for the movie. I think they were saying doing it outside of the summer blockbuster season, would be acceptable to put out a rated R movie. But if they do end up releasing it in the summer, then you will get that two or that PG thirteen rating. But along with that was the whole Fantastic Four pushback. Right.
2: Because of Deadpool. And then because of the pushback with Fantastic Four, the Assassin's Creed might not be yet done.
1: Well see that I I read different there. I read that the <laughs> Fantastic Four was being pushed back to August to make room for Assassin's Creed in June. I think we're gonna have to make these websites fight each other to decide yeah. which one's uh more reputable? At the read, There, at the, put your comments below. <laughs> <laughs> this is candor. we need clarification, so-and-so said this. We can't come to an agreement on our end, so uh, settle our debacle it's for us. It's a debate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else on that? No, it should be good, hopefully. Well, I found some interesting news, actually. This December, the Avengers movie is being put out in a two-part comic book. They're releasing it in comic book form. The whole story? Mm-hmm. Well, the the movie, the first movie. Oh, the first movie. Okay. Yeah, but it's going to be done in two parts. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any big need to rush out and get it. So uh, Hulk treats Loki like a bitch. Yeah, I'd like to see how <laughs> it, that part's drawn, where he slaps him around a little bit. But we'll see. I might flip through it when it's sitting there on the shelf. Maybe I think they'll put a little bit more into it. Yeah, you'd have to, I'd think. Mm-hmm. But. Fully off topic, since we're talking, it's Sony, right? We're talking about Tony, Sony still. No, Fox? we're it's talking Fox. about Avengers What was <laughs> the sound Fox I did I can't remember Fox is Deadpool That's, that's Deadpool. what it was. Sony does Spider-Man X-Men Marvel does the Avengers Oh, okay, that's right Forgive the interruption but I believe this requires your attention <laughs> uh, Okay Was that you? That was me oh. <laughs> oh, shut up Where's the sound on this thing? Uh. <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs>
2: I thought it was my Jarvis I did too.
1: <laughs> was what you were saying going anywhere, or was it yeah, that... yeah, I didn't know if
2: it was noteworthy. I mean, it's an upcoming movie. I guess they leaked out on YouTube. It was for uh, the Popeye CG movie they're making.
1: What? Yeah, like a straight to DVD movie. It sounds like. I don't know. It looks pretty legit. Like they'll actually bring it to theaters. Forgive the interruption. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I guess it wasn't that important, Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis has what to say. There we go. Let's try that. Ringers now silent. All right. So, did you have anything else on what you were saying? No, I just thought that was very interesting. And I oh, yeah, the Popeye. Didn't
2: even think thing. of mis- mentioning it earlier. Um, if you check out the test footage, just, again, it's only test footage, and they'll say it about three or four times in the video that it's just test footage. Um, it does seem pretty legit, pretty, pretty good from what I saw. So I always liked the Popeye
1: cartoons growing up. Not yeah. No. 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 Why not?
2: All of. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's the same in that CG movie and Wimpy. Yeah.
1: i will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> nah.
2: Spinach part I didn't mind because I love spinach. Loves I, me spinach.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, going back to the olive oil thing, I never understood why these two guys were fighting over her. I'm like, you why her? I mean look at her. She she has no boobs. She's like as thin as a rail. She's got And I they can never get way. the
2: name right. Is it Brutus or Bluto? Bluto. Yes, Bluto. Because I always Brutus. heard Brutus too I, There was No, no he's right, there was a Brutus, but it looked just like Bluto Yeah, but I never knew who he was Who he was fighting against Sounds like we have another mystery to dig into here fellas. <laughs> It was a love triangle
1: I don't know, I know there was a Popeye cartoon That came later, uh, like in the Late 80s, early 90s I don't remember what it was, but uh, I feel like that was Brutus Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of I don't know enough about Popeye to say one way or the other So, <laughs> yeah, look for that <clears throat> Jack, something on Star Trek 3 Yes, it's supposed to start filming Next February Well, February
2: Really? Yeah
1: Any uh, insight on what we should expect?
2: The characters are supposed to resemble The original series a lot more In this movie oh, really? apparently than the last two Which I don't know how that can be Without being the actual Characters from the original <laughs> series
1: They'll start modeling their hairstyles More toward it, maybe uh, Maybe a horror should wearing it
2: up or something Yeah Maybe Scotty will dye his hair brown (laughs) Be in the ginger Maybe (laughs) Bones He he can't be any closer I don't think Uh, Sulu he's pretty close Chekhov sounds exactly like him He's a little bit harder to understand I guess
1: Yeah Those are good movies though Those are such good movies I'm sure it'll be good What they say about Spock He'll be in it <laughs> <For real>? yeah <laughs> well
2: no I meant like you know nope no Spock in this one Jeff <clears throat> no Zachary uh Zachary Kinto yeah yeah You say he'll be in it yeah he should be it's Spock well he said that the second one was gonna be his last one hmm. I don't remember where i seen it from. I think it was a commentary I was watching
3: you a fan of Star Trek Cortland only Star Trek Voyager but I am a fan of the movies
1: I've never seen Voyager I didn't like that one I, I, watched I did like Seven of Nine see I yeah I mean, I, <laughs> seven of nine
3: my bird chick i grew up with my father watching you know the old ones uh what deep space nine and uh the patrick stewart one and the uh what was it called new generation or something like that i don't remember. Yeah, next, next generation yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I didn't like it i hated it but <laughs> for some reason voyager just clicked with me and it it wasn't that it was that great of a show for me and it's just it was so much better to me than the old ones that I just watched it.
1: Yeah. I can see that. I definitely prefer the original series over Next Generation. And I, I enjoyed Next Generation. It just seemed like a lot of the adventure was pulled out of it. It just it was It was just Life. A lot of talking Yeah Yeah,
2: Life you know, with something weird Happening every once in a while Yeah
1: Yeah you, you lost that uh, Adventure And then Q Oh Q <laughs> Freaking hated that guy <laughs> There was so many Good characters In Next Generation though uh, Data Geordi LaForge mm-hmm. they, they were just Great characters Worf Oh yeah, War. The new movie
2: is supposed to take place a few years after Star Trek Into Darkness, and it's supposed to be more about space exploration and meeting aliens, so the whole story of the five-year mission is supposed to take place during that five-year mission. Nice. Instead of being around Earth all the time, crashing enterprises into oceans and whatnot. (laughs) Paramount said that they want to release the, the new movie 2016 to go along with the 50th anniversary. Of the series I just hope they don't Base the movie On one of the old movies The story like How the last movie Was with Khan Oh I see In a way If you look at Parallel universes Something's gonna happen The same They just branch it off Even though it does right. Change a little bit Butterfly effect
1: Kind of like going back To the like some,
2: Spider-Verse And then at the end Of that one what uh, Kirk died instead of Spock Oh right So now they'll end up Spoilers. Going to save Not save whales In the third movie maybe They'll come back to Earth and save dolphins. Yeah, dolphins. Sure. <laughs> Sardines. Well, they'll save the rhinos. How about that shit? If that's what happens, I'd be kind of pissed. What? If that's what happens. They end up coming back to Earth because an alien that wants to talk to like rhinos or something, so they gotta go back in time. Same and... story, just like a yeah, ridiculous
1: just... <laughs> animal. We have to find a platypus, guys. The dodo bird.
2: <laughs> we gotta jump back in time.
1: But that's it about Star Trek. Well, I look forward to that. I enjoy Star Trek. Yeah, What's-his-name plays a pretty good Kirk. Yes, he he does it. except They all do an exceptional oh, yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. They do really well. And it's not going to be J.J. Abrams. It'll be a different
2: guy this time, too. What? Yeah, oh, yeah J.J. handed it over because he's doing Star Wars. Oh, yeah. so this So it's confirmed that there won't be any TIE fighters flying around in Star Trek.
1: <laughs> Moving on. Now, this is the last thing before we get to talking with Cortland about Stab Gunner, but... Uh, We couldn't turn this down. Jack, you had something on a... uh,
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot.
1: On a third (laughs) (laughs) booby.
2: Can I mention something before we...
1: Mention something. All right.
2: I was trying to think. I was like, should I even enter this? What stories? I I couldn't think of it. It was a very small clip by Bad Robot, since we're on the subject of J.J. Abram. Okay. Um, He came out with some little short teaser. It's called uh, Junk Heap. I don't know if you've seen it. Huh. It's on YouTube right now. It's basically it shows... um, Oh, I know what you're talking about. you seen it? Millennium Falcon? Yeah, it shows yeah. them a, at oh, the very yes. end. It looked like the tumbler. From... Yeah, it's supposed to be some Easter egg. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you know, it's the meant, heck that was. meant to do that, I guess.
1: Okay. Because, yeah, the the music starts out, the Star Wars theme, and as it goes under, you hear the Dark Knight theme. Yeah, yeah.
2: I was so confused. <laughs> I, it took me a while. I had to look to see the comments to see it, because I didn't get that's what it was. Oh, I mean, I, I, and I recognize the music, but I'm like, what the hell is that? Of course, I was looking at my phone, so I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. But then I saw someone, it's the Tumblr. And I looked, and I'm like, well, son of a bitch, it is. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was really cool. That was my awkward pause earlier. I was like, I don't know if I should mention it. <laughs>
2: oh, no. Why not? So just before we started recording the show, Misty sent me a text with a giant OMG on it and a link. Uh, apparently a girl named Jasmine... Tredevil down in Florida has spent $20,000 on surgery to enhance her cleavage with a third breast.
1: Wow. Okay, so <laughs> we as mankind are currently on our way <laughs> to Mars right now, aren't we? Don't we have an expedition on its way there? Are yeah, they planning
2: it? Yep. She's part of it, I heard.
1: Well, I think we're heading right into total recall <laughs> yeah. here. I mean, yep. get her on that ship, take her to Mars, and then all we got to do is get Arnold over there. So, I've got mixed feelings about this. I mean, the surgery was a success with a seam, right? It looks to be, yeah. I mean, it's not lopsided. It's not too narrow or anything. I mean, it looks like a legitimate third booby. It looks
2: exactly <laughs> like... I mean, she doesn't have... She's not bearing anything, but she's got clothes on, but it looks exactly like Total Recall.
1: Exactly like it. Where do you buy bikinis or bras or anything when you're... uh a girl with a third boob she must be a seamstress <laughs> she must be <laughs> uh, apparently her dream is to
2: have her own reality TV show on MTV and she's hoping that this will spark that fire to get it on there this day and age I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> what was the comment of why she did it in the first place yeah I got the quote right here oh, I got it because I wanted to make myself unattractive to men because I don't want to date anymore most guys would think it's weird and gross, but I can still feel pretty because if I wore makeup and cute clothes, I can still, you know, feel pretty.
1: Was that supposed to make sense or was that? That's exactly <laughs> what you, I don't know. Oh, no, I'm saying um, that. No, no, I'm not saying you didn't make sense. I'm just no. saying like I didn't hear any justification. In there. <laughs> Here's my question, because you had said something about how obviously there's not going to be a uh, nipple on this thing. Right. Yeah, it said
2: they couldn't make one, so she just had one tattooed.
1: So okay, let's say this girl's out in public, and she decides that she's going to leave her two naturals in, and throw the added third out for everyone to see. Is that is that public nudity? <laughs> I don't. I know, right? Like yeah. If she got it from
2: her abdomen, is that where it came from? Yeah. They so said they took uh, uh, tissue from her abdomen and put it. In with a, a regular breast implant
1: I, I just don't know I don't know about this especially with no nipple on it <laughs> it's not the same no it's not it's just it's just a it's like a balloon or something
2: yeah it's just hanging there it's just uh she'll have to call that Android from Jason X and <laughs> one of those. you know she put like a little smiley face
1: on her belly and then just have all three of them out and you have like eyeballs and you have like a giant nose <laughs> Ooh, or just have that. out. She could call him Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Little dog pasties on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. shit. Seriously, though, is that public nudity? What do you, do you think that could be? I oh, don't know. No, it couldn't be. I wouldn't think so, but at the same I think time, it's, it's going to. It would totally uh, confuse people. I mean, if you're driving down the street and you see a girl with her middle boob out you're probably going to wreck your car <laughs> very interesting story you might have to put that up on the website yeah too. I will we're we're heading into the future here we're getting uh... wow it's part of pop culture yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've always thought, you know, anytime Total Recall comes up, the girl with three I, robes. Yeah, yeah. Now it's reality. Yeah. Yeah. We got those now. <laughs> so it's gonna it be like a moment. It was <laughs> in the future. one of those moments for a double rainbow. <laughs> what,
2: what does it mean? What does it mean? Where's the nipple? <laughs> All right.
1: Oh shit! All right. That's good, that's good stuff <laughs> you, you need to tell Misty to keep finding stuff like yeah, that our <laughs> Okay, enough with stories Let's turn our attention now Over to Cortland Ellis About Stab Gunner, the current Kickstarter project Thanks again for being with us, Cortland
3: uh, Thanks for having me
1: so tell us uh, about Stab Gunner What is it?
3: Alright, uh, Stab Gunner is a story of two assassins Who strike a deal to go and take out The Mayor and Crime Lord of Scene City It's very beat 'em up based uh, Video game The story takes place in A video game world We based it basically off of Retro 16-bit uh, Beat-em-ups like Streets of Rage And uh, Final Fight and Double Dragon Oh, Sweet Final games. Fight Yeah, yeah. Love yeah. that game
1: Final Fight was the shit. I think I still have that game.
2: Streets of Rage is one of my favorites, especially yeah. the second one. I've played that over and over and over. Yes. Badass games. One Sorry, I, go ahead.
3: I oh, don't know. That's the one that I played, uh, Streets of Rage. Joe actually took hints. Uh, Joe is my partner, by the way. He's the uh, writer and colorist of the comic. Uh, nice. He took hints from uh, the Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time game. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. So you'll see that the uh, second—I don't know if you guys read the—the uh, the second issue, but the second issue is called Neon Light Riders, and there yes. was a level inside the Turtles in Time called. Something similar to that. It was the one where they were on their uh, on the their bridge. Son yeah.
1: of a yeah. bitch! Yes, well, I can't believe I didn't put that together. <laughs> with with like the the jump ramp things. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, how did I not piece that together? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to explode on you.
3: Oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll give you guys the story of how we came up with the story. It was actually Joe really came up with the story, but uh, me and Joe. Uh, went to the same college, but he was uh, about four years ahead of me. So I actually met him for the first time at his senior showcase About four years went by he had went on to start his uh, own animation studio called the Victory, and uh, The school would invite him from would invite him to the school uh, from time to time to show off what he's done you know and inspire the students so This particular time he came, it was about my senior year, and uh, he was showing off one of his new animated projects. And uh, my friends had urged me to show him my sketchbook, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to, you know, show off. But uh, I ended up doing it because we were in the middle of looking for internships for credit. So I ended up showing him my sketchbook, and he liked it and he invited me to be an intern at his uh, animation studio.
0: That's so, so
3: awesome. Uh, so during this time, he told me about an idea that he had for a video game called Stab Gunner, which uh, featured a single character, and his name was just the Stab Gunner. But uh, at the time, we didn't really have the resources to make a fighting game, you know? So even though since then, we've actually made two, two uh, Stab Gunner video games for iOS, but they're uh, pinball game. The first one is called Pinball Master, and the second one is called uh, Pinball Shuffle. <laughs> You're downloading those tonight? <laughs> uh, as time went on, we came up with the idea of making a comic instead and having the comic book set in a video game world. So that's pretty much where Staff Gunner came from. Uh, we, we pretty much got the whole thing planned out, but it's not all written. It's written up to about book four right now. Which, which is pretty much what we'll be doing if the Kickstarter is successful.
1: Which I think it will be. Cause I think so. Yeah, you're about a quarter of the way in there after a week. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just an awesome story. And thanks again for sending us uh, issues one and two because that was a heck of a good read. Man. Yeah. That was a lot yeah, of fun. <laughs> I want to go back and read them again. But you, I mean, <clears throat> you have succeeded. It does feel like uh, a video game.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. From
1: front to back.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was was an interesting ride. Actually, I think the second book was done, well, at least my part of the second book, it was done maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, So we've been waiting for a while on this. Uh, I think it took us about a year to get the first book done, just because of our schedules. Uh, And the second book, maybe slightly less than a year. Yeah, we're really excited to get this thing out there.
1: So uh, the Kickstarter is for issue three, then?
3: Uh, it'll be for issue three and for and a side story done by another artist. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, that will be awesome.
1: So, having drawn so much inspiration from the beat 'em up games, I mean, aside from Streets of Rage, what other uh, what other games were you drawing inspiration from?
3: Mainly, my my main focus was Streets of Rage. Uh, a lot of I looked at. Some stuff from, like, you know, Double Dragon and uh, Final Fight. Uh, I've also played... But I've never actually played uh, Double Dragon and Final Fight. Uh, Oh, really? No. (laughs) I've actually... uh, What I have played is, you know, obviously Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I've played... The Ninja Turtles games, uh, that old X-Men arcade game—I don't remember what it was. All right. The yeah. big double-screened one. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, what else? Battlefields. So that's pretty much where I drew X uh, inspiration from. Uh, they had a Genesis when you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. That's all.
1: Awesome.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, if this gets off really huge, are you guys thinking of bringing out a beat-em-up game? Uh, we would really hope so.
3: Um, oh, that'd man. be awesome. <laughs> uh, Easy I'm, with Mujin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, we have experience in, in game development already. It's just, you know, it costs a lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time. And so. <laughs> that will be another Kickstarter yeah yeah that's true you're right
1: <laughs> it would be so cool to see that game come now because I know you guys said uh, you wanted to start that way but now you know putting these comic books out you're building the characters with uh, you know readers mm. makes me want to even play it that much more yeah. you know if <laughs> saw it in the arcade right now I'd buy it <laughs> oh yeah, I would totally buy this game it was the comic was so much fun
3: I'm glad you guys like it
1: <laughs> are you a pretty big fan of anime? Because the artwork's real yeah.
2: anime mm-hmm. influence, looking.
3: Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I'm a very, I'm very picky about my anime. Uh, like, I, I really only like the best <laughs> anime, or in my opinion, the best anime is like, you know, uh, Cowboy Bebop, uh, mm-hmm. Shampoo, uh Full Metal Alchemist, uh, what, Soul Eater, Duran Logan. Uh, I, I'm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm an anime
2: snob. <laughs> <laughs> the main character reminded me of something from Naruto. Same with the uh, guy that met up with him and took his chicken.
3: Yeah. Oh, the bully guy. That was totally unintended. Uh,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like I said, Joe was the uh, colorist, and he, he's actually never seen Naruto. But I, I, I guess I drew him like Naruto subconsciously.
2: Yeah, because I was like, man, that looks like Sasuke and then Naruto's the (laughs) asshole.
3: (laughs) And he just ended up up coloring them with uh, very similar colors, you know. He was actually also the anchor on the first book. He, he, when he started out, he wasn't that good at coloring, but within the year he just got amazing. And by book two, he he was just great. Yeah, it's beautiful. I like
2: how the first one turned out too, though. (laughs) I love how you capture, like, uh, motion. Oh, yeah. It's almost Uh, like a a still frame from an anime, watching an anime. Thank
3: you.
1: Beautiful, beautiful book. So uh, tell us about the Kickstarter. It looks like it's going to October 15th. Uh, What kind of uh, pledge, like, awards do you have
3: on there? You know, obviously, everybody does the screen, the desktop background for, like, $5. At $15, there is the PDF of graphic novel or volume one of the graphic novel uh we'll be having another graphic novel afterwards it'll be volume two uh, and just to end the series that's a fifteen dollars at twenty dollars we have a past a secret uh production blog where we'll be putting early updates on uh rough pages sketches uh character concepts uh and everybody who pays this they'll be getting the PDF as well, but they'll also get early updates on you know what we're doing. For twenty five dollars, you get the soft cover graphic novel printed and everything that came before that. Uh, Thirty five dollars, you will get a PDF of a production art book, which will basically compile all of the concept art that I've done from the beginning of this venture to now, or till then Uh,
1: the evolution of the characters
3: and the drawings and whatnot. Yep, pretty much. From just Stab being Stab Gunner to when we split them into two different characters. For $45, you will get a signed print of a Stab Gunner character, and it includes everything that came before. it. For $55, you get the hardcover uh, graphic novel. A signed hardcover graphic novel will include, you know, 100-plus pages, all four of the first four issues, and a side story. 75, there's a special thanks inside the graphic novel, as well as a Stab Gunner poster for $100, you put a sketch of Stab Gunner or any other character from the Stab Gunner storyline, which you'll see on on the Kickstarter page, there's a bunch of characters that I've put up there what are we up to $150? 150 150 dollars. you get an original page uh, 11 by 17 original stab gunner ink or pencil page for 200 dollars, you get to have a cameo inside the graphic novel so I'm we're only giving so over... it to do that yeah that'd be awesome uh, I've,
1: I've, there have been other artists who have offered something like that but it's been way more expensive yeah. than $200 I mean yeah. that's not a big price to pay at all to one you know support the project but two be in the project
3: yeah. <laughs> uh we only have about 10 available of that one but uh mm-hmm. yeah we look forward to doing it it will be fun uh they'll probably be inside book four uh, because that takes place in a casino but uh oh, really <laughs> yeah uh that be cool yeah, no, I don't want to give away. But yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah, don't
1: don't give anything up. So, are you going to be taking this project, you and Joe, to any like Comic Cons or anything,
3: or have you? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, we have taken it to what is it? We've taken it to Baltimore Comic Con twice. This is about two, three years ago though. Uh, we took it to Baltimore Comic Con. Uh, we took it to Boston comic-con i think and otakon as well which was fun we definitely found our audience at otakon
1: <laughs> now where where's that where, otakon i don't even know what that is
3: otakon is the anime convention uh, ah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's inside the same convention center that they hold uh baltimore comic-con at. but uh you know we were also uh promoting other things uh, like the video game yeah.
1: So these iOS pinball games, they're on the, the, in the App Store now available? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pinball Shuffle and
3: Pinball Massacre.
1: All right. And as far as the uh, first two issues of Stab Gunner, where can our listeners get that?
3: Uh, right now, the Kickstarter page is the only place you can get them. Uh, we did have it on our website, uh, which was thevictorycomics.com. We'll probably be putting it back up on thevictory.com. We'll probably make an update just telling people where they can find it.
1: Well, I got to say, man, it was a pleasure uh, reading these books, and we want to thank you once again for letting us read them. And we're going to have links up on our website for our listeners to go over to the Kickstarter page, check it out, and donate a little bit of money toward a... Very, very good calls, because I, I cannot wait to read more. I've been waiting book. for this to hit the Kickstarter forever. You had talked about it a couple of different times. Yeah. I was like, what is this Stab Gunner Fisticuffs? Yeah. And I, when I finally read it, I was like, holy cow, man, this is really good. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, keep us informed, man, with how everything's going. And uh, like we said, we'll uh, put your information up on our website, and we'll send people your way. Thank
3: you very much. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, uh, It's been a lot of fun, man. Also, when you're at our website, uh, Jack has a bunch of cool things up there to check out. What do we got? Show recaps. Direct links to the Stab Gunner Kickstarter page. What about that plug?
2: There you go. That's a (laughs) hell of a plug. (laughs) Uh, videos and trailers, pictures, coming soon, the Cincinnati Comic-Con Expo comic book. Yes. And also the Candair Video Game Store, Movie Store, and Comic
1: Book Store. Hell yeah. I got- <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, and don't forget to stick around after the episode to listen to the Henry Winkler panel from the uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo. It was a good listen. All right, so I think that's going to do it this week. <laughs> Uh, until next time, I'm Jeremy Collie. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And I'm Cortland Ellis. And we'll see you next time.
4: Like saying the word would. I wanted to be an actor. My father spoke 11 languages. I had trouble with English. I am uh, a, uh, a husband, a father of three, a grandfather of three. We have two dogs. A, uh, a little Labrador. He came home. Yeah, he was so cute. And then he grew into a great game. <laughs> Uh, I have a Labradoodle named Charlotte, who is an independent sleeper, if you dare to touch her in the night. I have to remind this dog that it is our bed. Linus is not a, an independent sleeper. The great thing, he likes to sleep on you like a safety belt. You do not get up in the middle of the night and pee until he lets you go. uh, I'm an actor, a producer, a director. I've written 27 novels for children with my partner, Lynn Oliver. And I'm in the bottom 3% academically in America. My father, who spoke those 11 languages, He would say to me in 11 languages every day, why do you think I bought some business over here? I said, besides being chased by the Nazis, that, was there a bigger reason? Because I'm open, you know, I'd like to know. I applied to 28 colleges, I got into two. Uh, One of them was Park University in uh, Missouri. I've never actually met anybody who's gone to Park University. I think it is just a door on a prairie. (laughs) I also got into Emerson College in Boston. That is where I went. Then I got into the Yale School of Drama. And, oh, I forgot to tell you, my parents, when I was growing up, had an affectionate phrase for me. They called me (laughs) dummhund. For those of you who don't speak German, that means dumb dog. (laughs) Supportive, lovely people. <laughs> very, this <they're> short. <laughs>
0: uh,
4: I I got into Yale and I called them up. I said, "Hey, come on, didn't get? To, yeah, I got into Yale." And my mother, I'll never forget her. This, your words were so they ring in my ear even today. She said, "Oh, this is very nice. Yeah, tell your father." <laughs> <laughs> 25 actors started at Yale, 11 finished, three were asked into the professional company, and I was one of those three, and I stayed for a year and a half, I left uh, the Yale Repertory Theater, and then I came here to Cincinnati, uh, went to Montgomery for ribs, is it still here? (laughs) Back to New York City, I did a play that opened and closed in one night. Uh, It was called 42 Seconds from Broadway. It was 42 Seconds on Broadway. (laughs) I was taking off my makeup. They were ripping out the sink. That's how fast it was. Uh, Then I did the Lords of Flatbush with Sly Stallone, who was not quite at that time. Kind of beefy. He would look at the people that were watching us film on the streets of Brooklyn. He would go, what are you looking at? I'm going to eat you food breakfast. <laughs> I said, you probably don't want to do that sly. The guy is chewy. <laughs> I made enough money from commercials and The Lords of Flatbush. Uh, I went to California for one month, rented a room from these two women uh, who had cats. They were bald. All of their hair was on my clothing. I'm not a cat person. And then uh, two weeks later, I auditioned for a new show. I had hair down on my shoulders. I walked in, and in the green room, they call the green room where the actors wait, either go on the stage or wait for, to meet the producers and the, the writers. I don't know why they call it green. It's never green. I waited in the green room, and every actor at this particular audition was famous. They were all on television. And me, hi, how are you? (laughs) Wow, you look famous even sitting down. (laughs) And uh, I auditioned, and one, uh, two weeks later, They called me at the end of my stay in Hollywood, when my money ran out, when I had to go back to New York City, and they said, would you like to play this character? And I said, look, when he takes his jacket off, who does he have to be cool for? If you let me show the other side, that's probably for me. (laughs) That's my wife, she can find me anywhere. If you let me show the other side of the character, the emotional side, it will be my pleasure. They said yes, I said yes, and I uh, did the pilot. I had six lines. And uh, for the next 10 years, I went, (laughs) 80. And then I added my own word (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> Which came from my favorite sport at the time a horseback riding Now it's fly fishing for trout I don't know what will happen I don't know what I would do with that sound <laughs> Whoa There you go, beautiful Oh, get over here <laughs> I had the most wonderful time We were on in 126 countries uh, I, When I was 31, uh, my stepson, Jed, was in the third grade, and we had him tested, and everything that they said to him was true about me. And at 31, I found out I wasn't stupid, I wasn't lazy, I wasn't adorned. I had dyslexia. I had something with an a. I finally defined it. I defined dyslexia for myself. You spend a third of your time trying to figure out school. You spend a third of your time trying to figure out why you cannot figure it out. And you spend a third of your time covering your shame and humiliation and I used you That, sir, you keep getting phone calls? My God, are you popular. I'd like to have that damn phone. I've got a phone nobody calls me. You know, there is the possibility of actually turning that off. Hey, just let it rain. No, it's okay. It's just, you know, I just... Uh, I, it hurts my feelings. Yeah, because, you know, whoever that is, is, you think is more important than me. <laughs> I'm going to come down there in a minute. I'm going to test you on everything I've said. <laughs> Finished Happy Days and I became a producer. I don't like producing. I started directing. I don't mind directing. I, st- I love acting. So here's my metaphor for that. Producing is like holding sand in your arms. When you, you know that you, you never stop the trip, everybody has gone home. You, as the producer, you're left there. You're just solving problems until like the next morning. As a director, you try to get all that sand into one box. And as an actor, I get to play in the sand. (laughs) I really love acting, but I had a lull in my acting career. Who knew there would be a lull? I was typecast. Everything I got was like the Fonz. You know, I was asked to be in Greece, and I thought, oh, well, I've done the Fonz, and you know, I'm not going to do that. So I went home, and I had a soda. John Travolta did it. He went home and bought a plane. (laughs) you know what, I don't regret it because, listen, you take responsibility for your own choices. I've had the most extraordinary time. Then somebody said, hey, why don't you write books for kids about your dyslexia? And I said, well, because I'm stupid. You know, I believed it. If you say you're stupid or lazy or dumb or silly or whatever it is often enough to a child, they start to believe what you're saying. I believed I was stupid. This is what I learned. For every child in this room, every child in the child of every child that's in this room. How we learn has nothing to do with how brilliant you are. And if you understand and you find what is great inside you, your job is to dig it out and give it to the world as a gift. There is not. That's what I had learned. That every child... You know, I took geometry for four years, same course. I, I, I felt terrible. I was humiliated. I couldn't get it. I didn't know what they were talking about. And I, I didn't graduate with my class. I got my diploma in the mail because I couldn't pass geometry. Finally, I got a D in summer school my senior year. That was in 1963. From then until all the way to today, let me tell you, not one person on this planet ever said the word hypotenuse to me. i learned in my life we've got to start teaching children how they learn not what we think they should learn Amen. hello <laughs> come to henry <laughs> does anybody have a question anybody have a question there's a microphone here i bet that's for questions anybody have a question Nobody, anybody have to pee.
1: <laughs> you know what, sir, just stand right there. What is your question? Do you have any special talents that some people might not know what about? Is your Where are you from? Are you from? Metalton. Metalton. Metalton.
4: Metalton. Okay, do I have any special talents? I what, what I do is not enough? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. oh, a musical instrument. No, but I want to say that... If there is such a thing as reincarnation, I am coming back as Bruce Springsteen. So, that's taken.
1: Just so you know. Sir, what is your name?
4: My name is Mike from Cincinnati. Where are you from? Cincinnati. Cincinnati,
1: right here. Uh, can you share a story that you haven't in the last month or two about Robin Williams?
4: Robin Williams. Robin Williams came on a Wednesday. Now, uh, when we did Happy Days, we started at 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday and we shot the show seven o'clock Friday night. So everybody that was in the show started Monday morning at 10 o'clock. We couldn't find a morgue. And this very shy young man came up, uh, and he had the audition, and and Gary Marshall brought him down to the set. And he was very shy. It was hard for him to even say his name. He stood there, picked up the script, And it was like there was an explosion in the middle of the sound stage on Paramount Lot. All I knew was that this man was filled with greatness, and my job was not to laugh and get out of his way. And uh, it was uh, an uh, an amazement to be there at the very beginning and to see something that special fully blown, just jump out of the, like, out of the, you know, the, uh, magic, uh, land. <laughs> I was just helping myself. there. <laughs> Could have been Barbara, but I, I well, with you. <laughs> Sir, what is your name? Uh, my
0: name is Michael.
2: It's a You've done, uh, a bunch of movies, um,
4: done a bunch of movies. You had a Adam Sandler, Waterboy, yes. Here Comes the
2: Boom, and there was the one you he played.
4: Here Comes the Boom. Anybody see Here Comes <laughs> the Boom? I love that movie. Night Shift. <laughs> yes. How did you get involved with uh, Adam Sandler? Or Adam Sandler uh, was a fan of the Fonz, honest to God. He had an eight track of uh, the Happy Days music. He uh, called me up, wanted me to sign it. I was in... The Hanukkah um, uh, song. Do you think anybody just write out of this? No. I would be. I would do that to the next person. The last person who speaks, however, is going to go first. Uh, so Adam called me up, and Adam is a genius. Adam is one of the three geniuses I have worked with in my life: Gary Marshall, Adam Sandler, Mitch Hurwitz, the head of um, Arrested Development. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Sutcliffe is pretty nice. <laughs> Anybody watched Ch- uh, uh, Children's Hospital? Oh, yeah. uh, for those of you who don't, I think it starts again in March. In March, it's on the Cartoon Network. The Cartoon Network. See, I repeat it so you remember. <laughs> it's called Children's Hospital. It is the craziest show I've ever seen. It's on at twelve o'clock at night. Will you stay up?
1: sir? <laughs> <laughs> what is your name? Uh, my name is Cal from Cincinnati. I'm obviously, haven't used it before my time, but um, there's obviously the one
3: famous slash infamous scene of the shark jumping scene, which is now linked to the term, to the term jumping the shark. Yes, John Hine
4: came up with it in his dorm room at Michigan University. Yeah, like, uh, like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, stories about, about, like, about that. Well, no, uh, uh, you know, uh, we jumped a shark, uh, it was, uh, I water skied, I did all the water skiing except for the jump, that was a uh, the stuntman, they wouldn't let me do that. Uh, every time they mentioned jumped the a shark in the newspaper, they would put a picture of each water skiing, I had great legs at that time. <laughs> and we were number one for like four years after I jumped the shark, so I think that was just in John's mind, you know, yeah. Thank you, sir.
2: From Rochester, New York. Uh, Is it too late to get into your dad's lumber
4: business? Because I would love to buy lumber from Winkler's Wood. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just say, I've got some wood. Say. Wow, are you going to have a good time? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hold on. Darling, what is your name? Uh, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Um, my question is, uh, you've done two of my favorite shows, Happy Days, and you're also a you guest on Law & Order, which yes. is one of my favorites. Thank you. Um, is there any kind of actor that you kind of geek out to see what someone you never seen or you've never seen. Yes. I, I love Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I love Jack Nicholson. I love Ryan Gosling. I think Ryan. <laughs> Emma Stone. Awesome. I think those people never have a false beat. They are just great. I wish I was as good, as young as Ryan is. I'm not kidding. He, I think he is just unbelievable. Thank you. Oh, darling, what is your name? Hi, my
3: name's
4: Whitney. Whitney. I have... Hello, Mrs.
3: Gawitzki. Braschen die Deutsch?
4: No, but you know what? No, I miss you. I
3: miss
4: yeah, yeah. okay. you? Yes, I know. Um, but Goddard, uh, Deutschland is... How about if you go right back to English? <laughs>
1: the story of the brown jacket that you wore oh. in, and also you have made a very career for yourself while being very recognized for Bond, that you seem to have, even though you said you were typecasted, <laughs> and you were kind of grown by on that. Can you right. can tell, explain how you did Okay,
4: that? here we go. Brown jacket. When I first played the Fonz you'll notice that in the early episodes I was not able to wear leather. ABC thought I was going to be associated with crime if I wore leather. Gary Marshall went to ABC and said, how do we get him to wear a leather jacket? They said, okay, if he does a scene with his bike, he can wear leather. (laughs) Gary Marshall, because there were no cell phones at that time, stopped at a gas station, called Paramount, called the writer's room, and said, never write another scene without his um, bike so he can wear leather. (laughs) The first one was stolen from the... Department of, uh, of uh, Costumes, so they made me five leather jackets they put under lock and key, and one of them I gave to the Smithsonian Institution in uh, Washington, uh, so it's uh, in a museum, which is an amazing thing for a guy who's told he would never achieve. Uh, okay, number two, tight casting. Things will happen to you in your life. Things that seem to be insurmountable. Here it is. Every single one of you sitting here at this moment is very powerful. Whether you believe it or not, you have a human power that is that drives us forward as human beings. You can either be stopped by what seems to be insurmountable, or you can say, I'm going to figure out. How to solve this problem, because I don't want to be where I am. I want to be there. And then you move to there, one foot in front of the other, and eventually you get to stand here and talk to you.
2: My <laughs> up. Hi. My name's John. I really just came up here to say thank you for calling my mother earlier
4: today. You met my. T- you know what she's. You know what Is she loses. <laughs> <laughs> I think for you she would. be I've seen you mostly in comedies, but I was pleasantly surprised when you played a villain in *Special Victims Unit*. So I was wondering uh, how it was to play a bad guy for once. Do you know what? That's my job. I was trained uh, to be an actor to uh, create other people, and everybody that is written very well in theater, in in entertainment, is inside all of us. And then our job is to find those parts of us that fit. So I loved it and people talk to me all the time about it. And I must have done that what over ten years ago. And so it is really a great compliment. Thank you. Great. Thank you. It's great seeing you and Thank you. Thank you. would you just lower the mic for this fabulous person right behind you? There you go. Can I give you a hug? Yes you can. <laughs> I can I punch one person? All right. Now, you're right. you know that I write these children's books. They are about my life as a dyslexic. And I had the worst teacher on the planet. Her name was Miss Adolph. I think she was related.
0: <laughs>
4: if I could punch one person, do you know that I raised my hand in the fourth grade to ask her to go to the boys' room? I am still waiting for her to call. me. <laughs>
0: One person from the Arrested
4: Development Cast. Would it be Michael (laughs) Sarah? I love Michael Sarah. Michael Michael Sarah is a very good friend of my son. I would not punch Michael. He's on the wrong way right now as we speak. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. You. Thank you. Yes, my darling. I was wondering
0: if you could actually do the quarter trick.
4: I can do the quarter trick. Can you tell us that? No, a magician never tells you cow. Thank you. But it is the only trick that I do. I will be in my booth after this is over for about a half an hour before I go to a delicious dinner. And then I'll be back after that, I think. So, um, I will show you at uh, at my booth. You look great in yellow, baby. (laughs) Little bubble, me. Yes, sir. Hello, sir. I actually was...
0: I really enjoyed what you said, how you wanted to play the Fonz. You wanted to be, oh, when he takes off the jacket, how cool. Right. Like, who does he have to be cool for? Right. And you wanted to show the guy behind the
4: jacket. Um, what do you think is the moment in the series that that is best shown? When Richie was in an accident he in the hospital, and I cried over him making a deal with God. Yeah, That was the, the quintessential. You know where that came from? There was a home for... Um, uh, for uh, Wayward Boys in uh, Massachusetts. And they wrote a letter to Gary Marshall and they said, look, these guys are very tough and they love the Fonz but they will not show emotion. Could you do an episode where the Fonz shows emotion? And we did it directly from that letter. That's where that came from. Thank you. Could you lower the microphone for the people behind you? There you go. Hi,
0: what is your name? I'm Rachel
4: Leggett. I'm from Chillicothe, Ohio. And my question is, do you and Ron Howard still have a relationship? Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, we're married. <laughs> uh, Ron Howard is in uh, England and is making a movie. And he is a good friend of mine. He's like my younger brother. And he is a very talented man. I really, I love him. Thank you. Great question. Hello. Oh. You help. Hi. Hi. What is your name? Ashley. Hi, Ash. How is it on your toes? <laughs> what's going on?
0: Uh, what's your favorite song?
4: What's my favorite song? Well, I love Bruno Mars. So I like anything on his album. I love uh, Kate Perry. I love Miley Cyrus. She's really good. So I like breaking ball..
0: wall. You're amazing. Thank you. And what's your favorite movie,
4: too? My favorite movie that I've ever made, I think, is Night Shift. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Sir? What time is it? 4.30, came in. Well, that's exactly what I was going to ask, was Night Shift. What's your character story to talk about Night Shift? What it was like the work? All right, I'll King. tell you exactly. And then that, how was it the work back with uh, Michael Keaton? And did you see his he his movie? I have not seen it. Uh, was that Birdman or? Yeah. No, I haven't seen Birdman yet. Is it out? Yeah. Oh, a festival. Oh, the festival. Michael Keaton came in, and within 30 seconds of auditioning, He had the part. He was funny and delightful and energetic and just created a beautiful um, Billy Blaze. I was offered to do either role. I thought, oh, I did the Fox. I will not be Billy Blaze. I'll play Richie. So I played Chuck. Ron Howard was nervous because the crew has worked on 25 million movies and this was his first. He had the respect of everybody on the set within 10 minutes. Thank you. So,
3: Mike here from Kentucky. Hi. Uh, uh, character Fonz not only um, was arguably the best known character from Happy Days,
4: but pretty much transcended into popular culture, even having what was probably the first video game ever made about a real person. Did you have any idea that the character was going to go as far as it did? I did not. I remember I had six lines. I made $1,000 a week. I was in big I, I I was just trying to make him uh, come alive and as funny as I possibly could. Ron Howard was actually one of the greatest acting partners I've ever had in my life. He, we had a simpatico that was... You, you couldn't make it up. Just great. Thank you. Hello.
0: I'm Katie. Hi, Katie. You said you never got to use geometry so i thought I'd put that to the test. Good if I'm right.
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I just made that up, Katie? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what were you going to say, babe? It's the length of the high-pop. Get out of here. <laughs> there is a word for her in Yiddish. <laughs> Mashuka It means crazy. <laughs> King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Jason from Madagascar. No math, I promise. <laughs> my daughter gave you a drawing. My uh, son, who's also dyslexic, gave you a hug. I don't have anything for you but a question. Uh, how was it to be murdered and screamed? Oh, they're funny. Okay. I've been screamed. I have tubes up my shirt, and they're going to spurt blood. And the guy screamed, and the guy, you know, stabs me, and I yelled. And Wes Craven, one of the, you know, one of the all time directors of films I don't watch. (laughs) Uh, He's like an English professor. He really is. He's quiet. He's soft-spoken. You know, Freddie is in his brain. I don't know where that... And uh, he came up to me and he said, Do you think uh, it's excruciating? Do you think uh, being stabbed probably hurts more than that? (laughs) Do you think you (laughs) (laughs) a little <laughs> <wild>. <laughs> I, said, I said, sure, I can do that. And so then I scream, <laughs> And then uh, the, the blood spurred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is your name? Savannah.
0: Hi, Savannah. Uh, my question
4: is, is there a role you've ever regretted taking? No, uh, no. <laughs> I, 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 because you know what? I live by my instinct. And let me just say this: um, What I've learned in my life, your instinct knows everything. Your stomach knows everything. Your brain only knows a little. No matter how much you think you know, when your tummy goes off and you get like a bad feeling, then you go home. If you're going to go out with somebody, you get a bad feeling, do not second guess yourself. You go for a job interview and you go, wow, I don't feel good in this place. Go home. Because you will regret it every time if you go against your inner voice. Just what I'd mention. <laughs> well, Christopher. Christopher. And I, okay, this young lady this young gentleman in the red shirt, that would be the last question. Because I'm getting tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was curious as whether you would be gracious in to. You talk about the... I am not gracious. The five? Oh, okay. yeah. Man, Whatever it is, it'll cost you 20. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, six, the six lines that you mentioned, that you would give us... A you know what, I don't remember. One the of them was, hey, Richard, let me take it.
0: <laughs>
4: the next time it deals with girl, you leave it to me, all right? <laughs> don't try to be a hero. I have no idea if that was a line. I just made that up. <laughs> what is your you name? Jesse. Hi, um, Jesse. And my question is, from what I've gathered, you yourself are not motorcyclists. How- I do not grow a, I do not ride. How- I don't know how to <laughs> ride a motorcycle.
0: How difficult was it playing a character who is a motor? His, one of his main
4: things was his motorcycle for Well, I, during when I played the fonts, I loved motorcycles. I just couldn't ride it. They put me on a, a board with four rubber wheels, and they pulled me by a truck. And I thought I looked great. I actually rode it for about nine seconds going up the hill in the opening credits. That was it. <laughs> Sir, uh, Tony from Springfield, if the opportunity ever arose, would you ever revise the role of the Bonds? If not, who would you recommend the role? I would go with Ryan Gosselin. <laughs> <laughs> because he's cool with, with the jacket on and the jacket off. Good night. Um, I don't know. I have learned in my life never to say never. I used to be so, no, I'm never going to. And then I hate my words. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, I I don't uh, I will never suffer. Yeah.
1: Well, this is Sean from Cincinnati. Um, just a important question, just a quick comment. I, uh, the funniest moment in television for me ever was when you were on Out of Practice and the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, that was the funniest episode. Uh, of you know what?
4: In. The guy who wrote that episode on Out of Practice, the Thanksgiving episode, is the man who invented Modern Family. Oh really? Oh, the God. same writer. Oh my god He was so funny On the page I, It was like I was like um, I, It was like an honor
1: To you be turn church show you. To. you really were yeah. And my question is About the Happy Days cast Who from the cast Are
4: you closest with today? I would say Don Most uh, Marion Ross Is one of the greatest women Of the 21st century She's 84 She is lusty and smart and funny and still works and does plays, I adore her. I adore her.
3: So, it looks like last but not least, I'm Steve from Cincinnati.
4: It's a real pleasure to be able to speak with you. Thank you. You've had a marvelous career. Um, spanning decades, 40, 40, 40 years, and people. 40. Where's still my walker? People. <laughs> people still enjoy your work. You mentioned forty years. One of my favorite um, spots on Happy Days uh, episodes was when you did the Kozensky during the dance. You know why? <laughs> because at my synagogue in, in New York City, growing up, they would have a, a dinner dance, and I would do the kazansky because it's in the sixth grade. My parents took me to see the Musayev Folk Ballet from Russia. Those are the people who do that. And I was so moved by the power of that dancing. And they were men and flying. And I taught myself. It's best I mean, it's not the real thing. But that's where I learned it, in my room. And then I got to do it on Happy Days. One big question. Oh, that was it. That wasn't it. <laughs> My question would be, you yeah. know, over the years people have talked of all the characters that have been on Happy Days, but one of the more unheralded characters who you don't hear much about is, is Chuck. And so I didn't know if you still stay in touch with him at all, <laughs> yeah, the actor Chuck. Yes. This is what happened. Ron Howard had an older brother, Chuck. He was in college. But what happened was the Fonz became the older brother, and they did not know how to write for him, also. So they sent him upstairs and he never came down. <laughs> Thank you
0: very
4: much. You know, what, um, I would just like to say that I thoroughly enjoy spending this time with you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend that you enjoy Octoberfest, that you don't drink and drive, and thank you for being so unbelievably warm to me. And I will see you.
1: Another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? It was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe
2: character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com, where you can get some scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With CandidatePodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.
0: Joe!